as uh, Isaac was the son of the promise, we've been made children of the promise. I exhort you to, to live as the children of the promise. There's a distinction between the, between the two, the flesh and the spirit. There was a time when we were born after the flesh. There's a time when, speaking for myself, maybe for other people, when I thought that to please God I had to subject myself to the uh, eating special food or keeping special days. But I realized that was uh, exercise in futility. There's There's a blessing in living by faith, not living by the flesh. And even doing things that are mentioned in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, as uh, commanded, we're under a new covenant that supersedes the Old Covenant. There's a, and there's a bondage that's associated with living by the flesh. Even if a person is a religious person, there's a, a bondage uh, in Acts chapter 15, when there was a controversy in the church, when uh, Paul had to confront Peter for his mm-hmm. for his behavior, he started hanging out only with the Jews and not with the Gentiles. And they, there was a teaching that crept into the church that he had to keep the law of Moses. Well, that's a burden. There's uh, praise God, we've been delivered from a burden. Yes. So I exhort you. Mm-hmm. Well, wh- whatever you do, mm-hmm. do it all for the glory of God. Amen. But do it by faith. There's uh, the uh, all the minutia of the ordinances of how to keep the law. That's been taken away. That's been nailed to the cross. Now we have the ability to, with the mind he gave us, to discern what is truly good and evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not keeping mm-hmm. uh, new moons or Sabbaths, as Brother Given was pointing out. It's in living by faith. Mm-hmm. That applies to the individual person. You can't make a blanket statement for everyone should live in this way on uh, on every single little thing in your life. Mm-hmm. God will give you the understanding. Right. You 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 choose. Is this going to glorify God or not? Is this going to increase my knowledge of God or not? Is this going to cause me to depend on Him more or not? And you you can't make a a law for every single person that covers every situation. That and tell people, well, this is how you. Here's how you live. You live by faith. That's right. As a children of the promise, there's a. That's how I encourage you to live. Now, right now, we're in a situation where there's a, a virus that's attacking 
Lots of people. They call it the unseen enemy. And there's uh, many different states are dealing with it differently. But there's a cry for medical equipment. And there's a cry for uh, vaccines and for uh, masks and all this stuff. Let me tell you what else there's a cry for. There's a cry for the Word of God. They won't tell you that's what they really need, but there is. we're experiencing a famine of the Word of God. And if you have the Spirit of God in you and you can see these things clearly, you have the antidote for the, for the sin that's infected the whole world. It's, uh, as we go out from here following the Lord, we can proclaim the gospel. Uh, that's how I encourage us to uh, bring the antidote to people. Amen. Jesus is the antidote yes. for the sin of the world. Yes. And this virus may or may not kill people, but, but sin will. Yes. And living as a religious person by the flesh and not after faith, that will kill you too. Mm-hmm. And that's my encouragement today is just to uh, know this distinction between mm-hmm. Brother Given. There's something that dawned on my spirit that that faith is a greater has a greater constraint than law. Mm-hmm. Yes. So faith can uh, the law commands you do 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 don't do do, but mm-hmm. faith has a more constraining influence yes. than law. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Brother Justin. I really appreciated this message. You know, this uh, this I, this concept, this this truth that the things that are written are in order of they point to a higher thing. They yeah, point yeah. to the purpose of God. It, it, when you when that when you look at these truths, you should you should be provoked to consider the ultimate objective of what God's doing. You know, this Amen. there's today there's things out there, brother, and there's things called hermeneutics, which are print like they're like principles of biblical interpretation. There's a there's a hermeneutics that teaches uh, that textual context is important. So you can't you're never going to be able to connect what God's doing by what's written if you if you apply if you live according to a principle like that. You'll, 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 you'll read that, that Solomon's building a temple and building a house and that contextual hermeneutic will say, well, he's talking about a house, see. But in, in, in truth, God's communicating that there's a new Jerusalem. And there's, there's, there's other things. Uh, Brother Gibbon preached a, a sermon on this uh, years ago at one of the renewals where he went through all the different hermeneutics that are popular. And one of them that he talked about was a, or authoritarian hermeneutic. Which is uh, how people consider what's written according to the, the church authority in their official position. And that's why we have things like whenever men read about the Sabbath, they're provoked to consider their doctrine on the Sabbath and not the greater rest that's ahead. See, see, when we read these things, we should be provoked to consider the greater rest that's, right. rest that's up ahead. See, and... and and when you do that, when you when you see these things and you fit them into what you already know, when you fit these things into what you already know, see that's edification. 
you're you're building on the thing on these things and, and it and edification is like an edifice it's a it's a it's a building and then i was uh i was provoked to consider this number that that no man can number yeah. <laughs> this 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 innumerable and really i don't really think that a lot of people have really given that the weight and consideration that it deserves it, it really is the, a number that no man can number you know abraham was told by the Lord that um, it says, Therefore sprang there even of one, mm -hmm. and him as good as dead, as many as the stars of sky in multitude. Yes, right. And you, you know that the, the scientists have tried to count the stars, and they've estimated a hundred billion stars in our own Milky Way galaxy. And then they've estimated anywhere from 200 billion to 2 trillion galaxies. So, and, that, and that's just what they can perceive with their instrumentation. Right. That's not what, it, what actually exists there. Um, so I was thinking about that. And then this uh, Brother Gibbon said that the, the promises for Israel were only temporary promises. They were, they were pertaining to life in this earth. You know, Solomon... He wrote things like, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. See, it, the, the point of death was just like cut off to understanding. Yeah. You see, it was just cut off. But see, in Christ, the things that are written, we can connect them to the things that God's doing after we die. Yes, amen. It's an amazing thing. Thank you, Brother Gibbon, for your message. Sister Andrew. I was noting that he said something about the uh, legal aspect of the law is a burden. Mm -hmm. And uh, all these false teachings are burdens. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, several years ago, two or three years ago, uh, we were encouraged. Uh, we were praying for the Muslims, and we're, uh, during the Muslim fast, which is like Lent, it's 40 days, but you don't eat or drink anything from sunrise to sunset. Mm -hmm. At that time here in Joplin, it was in the month of June, which is the long days, and that was like from 6.30 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. And, uh, it's physically capable of doing it, but it is a great burden. Yeah. And I didn't realize how great a burden until I actually did it. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered, it impressed me, how those false teachings of the Muslims are burdens. burdens They're yeah. huge burdens. That's They're right. not small burdens. That's right. They're big ones, like the Catholic Church, the, the Muslims, the Adventists, you know, when they start getting these legal things and being legalistic, they are tremendous burdens. Yes, yes. They are. And we are given freedom in Christ. And Amen. we don't really value that freedom as much as we should. Yes. That it is in freedom that Christ has made us free. That is a tremendous promise, a wonderful promise. Amen. And how dearly we should highly evaluate it. Yes. Mm. Free indeed. Amen. Yeah, Amen. free indeed. Free indeed. Yeah. It's a yoke of, of slavery. It yeah. tempts God. It says, Acts 15.10, Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? Uh -huh. 
It was neither our father or we were able to bear. Now there's another yoke, the yoke of Christ. That's a yoke of freedom. Yeah, rest unto your soul. <laughs> yes. Amen. There's two things that Brother Given said that impressed me. And the uh, in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about all these blessings. But they're just physical blessings of this of this life. And it's just impressing me more. Well, sure, you can have blessings in this life, but if you don't have the blessing, the inheritance, the eternal inheritance, what good is a blessing in this life? And then this one, I've seen this before because Brother Given showed me, but you should see this right in the Scripture. Isaiah 53 is when Jesus, the Messiah, was cut off. But in Isaiah 54, it's talking about the desolate having more children than the married wife. And it's right there in the text. I mean, you just read Isaiah 53, Isaiah 54. But here it's talking, it's talking about Christ. And that just, I just want to say thank you for saying that. That's right. Brother Robert and then Sister Lita. In Romans chapter 6, it says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. It's what a blessing, right? See that in order to, to in order to get that, we have to be dead, right? And then verse eleven it says, "Likewise, reckon your, ye also yourself to be dead on the sin." So see, he did he did die for our sins. He took them all away, and and salvation is a free gift, but it's a gift that is has to be used. It isn't like a gift you put on the on the mantle and say, oh, look at that, I'm saved. Yes, right. No, it's, it's as we're engaged in what Jesus has procured for us that we have the benefits of it. Otherwise, if we're alive to sin, well, we're not dead, right? Amen. And which means our, he is, we are not free from sin. I, mean, I don't know how else you could put that. I mean, Jesus died to take away sins, and why, are, why do people still want to live in it? Because they're not dead to it. That's why I really appreciate this because you know, the, the, the fact that, that, that um, we're not like the bond woman is because we've been set free. That's why. That's right, <laughs> Otherwise, we are. See, when you revert back, you become a bond, a bondman right. all over again. You become in bondage to, to sin, which means you have to be delivered again. Yeah. And so, see, the people, when they say, well, it doesn't matter, you know, God saved me once. It, now, wait a minute. If you continue in sin, well, then you haven't been set free from it. Yeah. So, true. you know, if God, I can't guarantee somebody that God's going to reach in and, and deliver them twice. I can't. I mean, I, if a person repents, well, we have, we're good ground. We can, we can talk about that. But how does a person repent? They have to be given. They have to be given to them. This isn't something you, you didn't come up with it in, in the first place, and you won't come up with it in the yeah. second place. You have to be, and it says God now. So will a person offend God over and over and over in expectation of being saved? See, that's foolishness. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. See, we're, we are not of the bondman anymore. Not the bondman. We don't. We're free. It's all lived out in Scripture. That that's right. Actually, actually, no one should have any questions about it. That's right. It's actually been lived out that's in right. flesh and blood experience. Amen. Sister Lita? Another thing Brother Given mentioned was about the innumerable people that will be in 
yes. the new Jerusalem. Amen. I had not thought of that before, and he was talking about those who died in infancy. Mm -hmm. And to think about all of the babies aborted. Yes. Yeah. But it also made me think of something else that I just learned of this week. I got a letter from the Jesus Film Project. Mm -hmm. And they had gone, I don't remember all the details. I wish I could tell you all the names and numbers. But they had gone to a nation in Africa where probably Nigeria, because Boko Haram is so uh, active there. And they wanted to show the film. And they got permission by the governor of the prison to show it to the prisoners from Boko Haram who had been arrested for murder. Mm. They showed the film, and many believed and were baptized. Amen. Amen. And there will be people there then who had been former Boko Haram members who will That's be in right. heaven. That's Amen. right. And I just saw on Facebook mm -hmm. some ISIS members being baptized. Mm -hmm. And so I think we don't know how great can be the harvest, right. because we even see harvest among those who have been so yeah, in the yes, of That's God. right. Yes. I think that's why this uh, expanded means of communication has been developed. I think this is this is God's, the Lord's doing. Mm -hmm. to do a lot of things at one time and very extensive that couldn't be done by foot or so forth. Yeah. So it's just God. God's done this. He's, mm -hmm. he's setting the stage, so to speak. Yes, amen. Amen. Any more comments for the brethren? Well, have Sister lead us in a song for the Lord's table and then...